0: Welcome to the boardwalk. I'm Sunny and I'll be your host. What started as a remote leisurely walking club has since expanded into this podcast, intended to get you moving more, feeling better, and plugging into community one step at a time. On the seventh episode of the boardwalk, I got to sit down with the bold and beautiful Blair Borax. Blair is a folk pop singer songwriter based in Portland, Oregon whose music helps us all feel less alone. We sat next to each other on her sunny back porch in Northeast Portland. Nori, her cat, was staying cool under Blair's seat. Our throat coat teas were at the brim of our cups. You might wanna take this episode on a walk and join us as we talk about stepping outside of comfort zones, processing big feelings, taking action, and hope for the future. Oh, and of course, her new album and upcoming West Coast tour. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Let's walk. Hey there, Blair. Hey,
1: Sunny. (laughs) How are you?
0: Uh, I feel good. I'm like the weather
1: today. Yes. It's sunny. Sunny is like sunny. Sunny is, sunny sunny is, is sunny. like
0: sunny. And we're drinking our throat comfort tea
1: mm-hmm.
0: on your back, back porch in sunny southeast, northeast, excuse me, northeast Portland. I'm always in southeast. So That's always, right. But. Yeah,
1: it feels like it's been winter for a whole year, so I think we're Ugh. very happy to get some vitamin D on our skin.
0: Soaking it up. I'm so happy that you're on the boardwalk.
1: Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here, I know you've been,
0: you've had a full schedule preparing for your album release, which just happened a little over a week ago, and I know you just had family in town, and you're preparing for your West Coast tour, so thanks for fitting me in. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm really excited to be sitting next to you. This is a place where I feel very comfortable in. and. Happy to have you on here. You know, my hope is to my hope with this podcast is to bring people on that inspire me to move more, feel better, and to plug into community. And and what I've noticed on like the episodes thus far is that we kind of touch on all of those aspects because those people that inspire me are kind of doing all of those things, and it's almost like those are the ingredients to just live authentically and to express oneself authentically. So um, I wanted to start with just asking you a little bit about like getting outside your comfort zone like maybe you can touch on kind of what your what your life like the trajectory of your life has looked like so far and kind of a little bit you've learned along that path um and and how you've ended up here where I think for a lot of people looking from the outside in, it's like, okay, you're, you know, you're accomplishing all these things and you're, you're living this, this dream of really embodying what feels like the best you at this point in your life. So, but that, that can be scary, like for people looking in and how, yeah, if you can touch
1: on like what that has
0: been like for you.
1: Wow. Where do I begin? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a long story, I think, but I grew up in New Jersey, suburban, New Jersey. I grew up Jewish. Um, and went to a Jewish school um, until eighth grade, and then I transitioned to a big giant high school that was definitely outside of my comfort zone mm. at the time. Um, I went to college in Vermont, the University of Vermont, and then um, I studied environmental studies and studio art, visual arts. So I actually didn't pick up a guitar until I moved to Portland when my roommate at the time offered me this free guitar. Mm. Um, if he had asked me to pay for it, I don't even know if I would have said yes because I wasn't particularly uh, interested in in music or pursuing music at all. It just kind of fell into my lap and I said yes. Um, so yeah, I did, I did have a little musical experience as a kid and that was um, my piano teacher quitting on me because <laughs> I was a brat and I hated it. Um, <laughs> we still have the note that that <laughs> is like directed towards my mom telling telling her that why she's quitting it's pretty funny um and then um and then i tried violin for a little bit but i felt uncomfortable with the teacher and so i was just like no thanks so it wasn't until yeah about six seven years ago mm. that i picked up my first guitar um At the time, I was an AmeriCorps member uh, working at a food bank, doing nutrition and cooking uh, and garden education for Mm. low-income folks. Um, And I was also pursuing my yoga teacher training certification. Um, So very much interested in health and wellness and sustainability. Um, Yeah, and then (laughs) Pro medicine. It's a pro, okay. Side note: I have to sidetrack here. Yeah, please. I'm the all day about sidetracking. Of my album release show, which was now about a week and a half ago, um, and it was my first day after I was not no longer a teacher. I had my last day of school and my album release on the same day. That was a big a day. choice. That was a choice <laughs> that I made. I don't know if i would do it again like that, but I did do that. And then the next day it was my album release show and I was walking home from brunch with my family before the show and a crow followed me home. Mm. Did I tell you that? No. It it was like on the line, like this one is right now. And it started calling really loudly, like definitely calling at me. And then I kept walking. I acknowledged, it, I looked at it and I kept walking and then it like, not even flew, it like leaped over just a little further on the line in front of me and kept calling and it, it followed me home. And I was just like, wow, I feel like this is like some protective energy. Totally. Energy that crow of, is your
0: bodyguard yeah. and just being like, you've got this.
1: Yeah. I looked up and the, I've got you. the elements of
0: the crow, of the is crow, the crow and the crow talked
1: about a lot of people see it as a negative omen, but mm-hmm. it can also be um, like transformation mm. and taking something that's really difficult. Or hard and transforming it into something beautiful which is really what I felt like um, this album was all about and this transition is all about for me
0: yeah getting outside of that comfort zone yeah I think going back to also the part of your path of teaching yoga because that's where how we met is through yoga really in a yoga circle Um, when I first moved here of like the the principles and teachings of yoga helping us become aware of both the comfortable and the uncomfortable moments or things that we're going through in life and how to as you said to me back then dance with the curveballs you're like Can you're I so good that? yeah you're like you're so good at dancing with the curveballs and i like was thinking on the way over here like and you're so good at like making music with the curveballs you know and like yes. we're all like we all have our way to like deal with these uncomfortable moments what i've been calling growing pains a lot lately for my personal experience and looking at you getting outside your comfort zone and how to how to how to feel it and move with it and do things with that discomfort because in the end like you said if we can start to to take action in a way that takes this discomfort and makes it something bigger and impactful for others and beneficial for others and sustainable for ourselves and others that is That is the transformation. That's like the up leveling of, you know, growing more and more into our own skin Mm
1: -hmm. and like
0: being okay with that. Um,
1: Yeah, I think going back to your question about like doing things outside of your comfort zone, I think like there's always going to be fear no matter what you're doing. It's either fear that you're not doing enough or fear Mm -hmm. that you like are going to fail or whatever whatever it is so you can either decide to like have the fear while you're outside of your comfort zone or have the fear of you keeping yourself small Mm. and not really living the way that you want to live because it's also scary to like be in a job that you hate and like not take a leap of faith in a way you know what I mean
0: absolutely I've had so many moments where it's like, I feel I feel myself growing out of my skin, but that's just because I'm resisting the change and I'm resisting that that transformation. Um, so I appreciate you putting it simply like that, because we do, it's like, I ask myself often, like, am I, do I actually wanna stay small? Like that is where I'm comfortable, but that doesn't mean that that's where I have to stay. It's like, I, I do, I feel comfortable in more intimate gatherings. I feel comfortable when it's like, when I work with one-on-one clients, but Does that mean that I can't become comfortable in like expanding Mm -hmm. and growing and like being having more of an impact? Like now with this album, Keep Walking, like your first full length album, Mm -hmm. like it's out there in the world and it's it can reach so many more people than it would if you just kept it in your journal.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, every step of the way has been discomfort of like the first time I ever played at an open mic, I was like shitting my pants scared you know i was like ter- deeply terrified I had like a pit in my stomach mm-hmm. you know the whole that whole feeling but it's like you have to move through that to get comfortable with it yeah. and um and it was like the discomfort was the good kind of like wow this makes me feel so alive like and so i wanted to keep following that and playing my first every every time i level up it's uncomfortable, like, yeah. but you have to move through that. And then the things that used to be really uncomfortable feel more comfortable. Like I remember when I was preparing to have like my first two hour solo set, I was like, how can I possibly have this m- much material to sing to people? And now I do those all the time. Yeah, Like it's not, like it's nothing. I still get nervous, don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I appreciate your honesty because in your newsletters and in real life, on stage, you're very open about the anxiety that you experience or the fear, and you you include it in your lyrics too of some of the songs that you write, um, because you want to be real and you want to say like this isn't always easy and it's not always comfortable, but that's a part of the process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as humans, we adapt to what we do most. Mm-hmm. And I. I mean it just goes to show if you're not doing the thing more often it's going to stay scary and it's going to stay uncomfortable but yeah getting out there and doing it is is the first step <laughs>
1: yeah really. i started writing songs um in the comfort of my bedroom maybe like five years ago mm. was the first song i wrote and even doing that felt really uncomfortable a friend of mine i was learning covers at the time and a friend of mine was like "We well, should try writing your own song and i was like who me like no mm. way that's i can't i can't write a song that's crazy um and so i first started writing it just but it felt so good and cathartic to take whatever emotional experience i was going through whatever human experience i was going through and and turn it into song it felt like like alchemy almost of like taking this sometimes emotions are really hard to describe Mm. and they're hard to like put into words but when there's a melody attached somehow you can feel it more. And when I started playing those songs for other people and realizing that it could have that same cathartic effect for other people, I realized like how powerful it can be. Yeah. The times when I've had shows and I see like a stranger someone I've never met before, I remember this one specific show, and there was this woman right in the front, and I could see her, and she was like had her hand on her heart, and she was mm-hmm. crying from just because of the song I was singing. And it feels like super powerful to be able to bring someone into that emotional space that they weren't already in. Um,
0: yeah, and I th- with I mean the sound, the vibration, your presence, and I must say, like I absolutely love your lyrics as a poet myself, and as somebody who used poetry to move through emotions um, over the last you know couple years specifically. I love, I just really connect to the words that you speak. And even the way that you start this album with the, with your first song, um, you say you, you thought I'd write, you would love song. Uh, what are the exact lyrics? Turns out, turns out turns that out you that had you it, had it. <laughs> turns out that you had it. And at the end of the song, yeah. you're like all wrong. Turns out that you had it all wrong. <laughs> and I just think those first lines of the album, I feel like just are such a beautiful representation of your honesty, your sense of humor, your the way that you feel emotions and move through them and like it was i just think it's such a great way to open up the album and i want to talk a little bit about the album Mm -hmm. obviously it's so exciting and i i bought the cd at your show so it's gotten already a nice amount of use use in my my toyota corolla baby (laughs) but um yeah i mean you talk about it there are a few topics that are pretty poignant throughout the album one is you know moving through an abusive relationship and kind of coming out the other the other side end of that other side of that and then you also talk about body shame and like some of your experience with people soliciting their you know their advice based on the structures that have built our culture uh, around body shame and like needing Mm -hmm. to look a certain way or when something changes in the way that we look and feel like people love to comment on that so um yeah I'm wondering if you want to speak to either of these topics and just maybe express or share with the listeners how how that works, like how you picked the order of the songs. Was it like organic? Was it really kind of chronological and your life experience over the last ten to twelve months?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I wasn't sure. Like once once we recorded all the songs, it was nine songs. You know, then you have to decide what order it's going to be in, and that tells a specific story too. And I basically ended up choosing, with maybe one exception, of chronological order it's pretty much in chronological order um based on when i wrote it and for me it feels like it's telling the story of how i moved through emotions because the first few songs are very angry mm. very very angry and that was like the first emotion that i had when i discovered all these things about the relationship that i was in and the person that i was dating and who i thought that they were and who they definitely were not um It was a lot of anger. And then the next couple songs are like very sad. They're all kind of mixed bag. That's all, (laughs) you can't really like separate one from the other, but the next ones were like deeply sad and hurt. Um, And also, you know, there's one song that's, they all are like appreciating my body too for Mm -hmm. sending me the signals that I needed before my mind was willing to admit that Mm -hmm. something was a red flag. So the song, away is about disassociating and how if we tune into what our body and what our nervous system is telling us and the stress response we can um, listen to our intuition about a person or a situation and what's best for us yeah and then it starts to move into like me kind of coming back to myself and moving through like seasonal depression and finding sunshine on the other side Mm. Um, and coming back into my power with that last song, the title track of the album, which is keep walking, um, just kind of about my experience as a woman walking through the world. And sometimes it feels like you're like, to shield yourself from our, from arrows, from all angles. Like you might expect that I'm just talking about like white cis men or whatever, (laughs) which is sometimes the case, but (laughs) it's also women. It's mm-hmm. also, it's, ev- it's from mm-hmm. all angles where we have all these societal expectations and stigmas. And I think we're like, I'm continuing to actively dismantle those um, stigmas and those.
0: Just the systems that have been in place for a long time Yeah. Too. There's a lyric in Keep Walking where you talk about how people help themselves to touch your hair. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel, I mean, I also have curly hair But for me it's always in my life it's been my ass like Mm -hmm. there have been so many occasions where people have just helped themselves to touch my big butt yeah and it's like it it just always blows my mind and i feel like i used to let it happen Mm -hmm. because it's like all right this is this is my big butt this is out there i didn't feel you know i didn't listen to the signals of my body telling me that that's not okay i was just like okay you know growing up in a culture where women are more submissive or subversive or what you know and it's just like and then as i've you know deepened my awareness and the love i have for my body and like work on embodying liberation as a, you know a regular practice it's just it's not okay and i feel more comfortable standing up for that and just mm-hmm. being like no this is not for you to touch like Mm -hmm. and consent being a huge thing and even like asking somebody's permission to comment on something like that's just there's such a disconnect between respect and Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Yeah. yeah i mean there's just like still such a lack of respect for people and what they're going through and even you talking about the themes of the songs in this album and how they're so inter, like so many of the themes are interrelated and show up in each of the songs. I mean, all of those themes are relatable Mm -hmm. and it's, and that's what helps us all feel with you Mm -hmm. because you're not afraid to speak and you've done the work to listen to your body and help all of us learn how to listen to our body. And I feel like your lyrics are just very clear and we, we feel with you. And we learn from you, so thank you for for putting all of that out there.
1: Thank you for saying that. Don't get me wrong; I still am afraid about it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. Speaking up about that is scary, Mm -hmm. and I definitely still have fear. So I don't want people listening to this to be like, "Wow, if I could just be fearless." Yeah, I'm definitely not fearless at all. Yeah, Um, and yeah, it's it is it can be scary, but when you talk about consent, like um i've been in the world of education for eight years right i finally talk about outside of comfort zone i finally quit my teaching job to pursue music full-time and make that the priority in my life which is definitely very scary um and exciting Mm -hmm. but what i grew to love the most and what felt maybe the most gratifying and powerful thing that i did as a teacher So I got to teach middle school health for the last two years and I got to teach sex ed and I got to teach about consent Mm. and teaching middle school kids about what consent is and what no means no. And hearing like eighth grade boys write on reflections, like the most important thing I learned was consent. Mm. Consent feels like hopefully there's some healing there and some um, growth in the next generation of um respect for other people's bodies and other people's choices
0: just developing that consciousness in general of like yeah i can ask permission and i should ask permission like this is a thing
1: yeah they do give me hope
0: that's great yeah Uh, they're so lucky to have had you and i know that i know there are other teachers out there working on that too i just Mm -hmm. i hope that it continues to be a priority Mm -hmm. Um, but it seems that way the younger generation is like blows my mind in their ability to critical critically think and also just pave their own waves, ways ways to and
1: there's so much more at least here in portland from what i've observed directly they are so much more accepting and inclusive of people and mm. their identities mm. um in a way that i didn't even have a language for when mm. i was growing up
0: it's so refreshing to hear and to and to see um and i want to go back to the fearlessness thing because like you said you still experience that fear and the fearlessness isn't the goal. In my opinion, it shouldn't be the goal of like getting to a point where you're just not scared of anything. Cause that's, that's not life. Life that is un- maybe
1: like narcissism. Yeah. Life. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: something exactly. It. That's like a little bit, that's a little bit out there. And I mean, life is so unpredictable and it's, it's going to present us with challenges all the time, or there will be moments where it feels like there is a clear direction of ease to move in. And yeah. So, I think the goal is really to just continue listening to the body Mm -hmm. and 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 spending time with the body slowing down and also giving the body what it needs um yeah uh so i wanted anything else you want to add to that because i want to talk a little bit about community
1: yeah i I like what you said about listening to the body i think it's listening to one what the body needs to be like grounded Mm. and feel safe and also listening to what lights you lights you Mm. up and like Mm. makes you feel excited and alive and inspired
0: the sun lights me up oh yeah oh
1: my god (laughs) the sun is feeling so good right now yes i know i feel
0: really inspired i feel it i i know from experience that summertime is really just a time to live yeah it's a season to live to be open to abundance and opportunities let's do it let's do it let's dance and do it um dance and do it dance and do it uh i want yeah so community community is is big
1: mm-hmm.
0: for me for all of us it's something we all need and a lot of us aren't aware that we need it and some of us are just more natural at building it and not even realizing like what's going on around cuz we're just so immersed in it and i i mean i'm really impressed and endlessly inspired by you and just the community that you have around you um when i first moved here you invited me to everything um and i got to meet a lot of people through you and it just always felt like there was so much respect and trust and like true camaraderie Mm -hmm. like in in the circles that you've brought me into and other circles that i found here in the portland area and i want yeah i want to just talk to you about how how community has helped you through this metamorphosis?
1: Yeah, I think it's been everything. Like it's easy to like look at what I'm doing and be like, wow, she's so accomplished or whatever. But it's not without help from so many different people in so many different ways. Like even even years ago, I can think of very, I can think of specific people who had a huge impact of in this musical journey of inspiring me to like or pushing me to do the next thing that felt scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't I won't ever forget those people. Um, and then more recently, I, I launched this Kickstarter campaign um, in March to fund uh, the album. And over uh, or exactly 129 people contributed to it in small and big ways. I and am snapping amazing. my fingers. <laughs> and you were one of them. So I was one knew. of them. Yeah, and that felt wild. Like 129 people believed in me or music enough to financially support. Mm-hmm. And recently, since the album launched, I sent out all of the either digital or physical rewards to mm. people and with each one, I either like wrote a personal email or a handwritten note. And it, on, you talk about this with the practice of gratitude and actually expressing it to other people. Mm. It felt so good for me to be able to like personalize a note to each person. A lot of the people I knew, some of the people I didn't and just think, get that person in my head and think about how I appreciate them for all the ways that that they have supported me. Through this process, and after doing that, and it was 120 to 129 notes took a long time, but it felt so good to be able to appreciate um, the people in my community who who are supporting me, and it was so beautiful
0: to see it at your release show. Like yeah. it was such a great venue at Green Anchors and Glitter Fox opened for you and people were dancing or some people just had their jaw dropped or some people were crying and singing along and just like all of these people there together. It's so fun. It's fun for all of us.
1: Yeah, that show was so special. Um, there were 100 people there. um, And I knew it was so important to me because of the day before. Um, it almost got canceled because of the rain. Um, and I basically was like, we can't cancel it. We cannot. And I, after I got that phone call, I was on Mississippi Ave. Yeah, and I just like, like slid down the wall that I was <laughs> at and just started crying in a ball on Mississippi Street.
0: <laughs> when you thought it was going to be canceled? Or- yeah, when I thought oh. it was going to be canceled.
1: Oh. And then I realized, like, wow, I care so deeply about this. That's how I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be mm. doing.
0: You listen to your body in that moment
1: yeah i was like i don't care who sees i i'm crying Mm. hard on the street right now it's fine
0: (laughs) but um i'm so happy it happened the weather was great too
1: yeah and my family was there and that was the first time that they had ever seen me perform and that was like a beautiful moment too for me to feel seen in that way by my family I must
0: say, I had a very good view of each of them. Your dad was sitting a little higher. Your mom was sitting the lowest. Then your sister was on, you know, your mom was sandwiched between them. And like seeing your sister sing along to some of the songs and your dad just looked so proud and your mom was kind of like,
1: bobbing her head it was so great i will say i feel like that became kind of part of the show because people who came up to me after they were like that was an amazing show and your your family family. was so cute and i kept looking at them looking at you and it was really precious and i was like oh
0: yeah, it was very very precious um yeah so how like how would you advise or invite people to show up for their community like what is I know for you when you started, what is it like seven years ago? You said now when you picked up the guitar,
1: guitar, yeah.
0: But not too long after that, you you started showing up for the community in various ways. I know that you were like part of the singer songwriter group that was happening like on a Mm -hmm. weekly basis. So maybe not even specifically for music, but for people that like are feeling starting to listen to their body and feel like there is something coming up, a create create creative juices flowing like wh- how do where do how do people start i know for us maybe it seems mm-hmm. you know easy to just like go out and find the things we want to do but with that beginner's mind like what advice would you give to people
1: yeah like look into
0: just like mm-hmm. feel into some of those creative juices and plugging into community
1: i think i have always been like an action taker it's hard for me to like sit still and not do anything with especially with a difficult feeling, so like the way we met was two summers ago. Mm-hmm. Yay, two summers ago. <laughs> Wait, um, during... it might be like today. Might even be like our two year. It was some some time around now. now. Yeah,
0: I love it. <laughs> Happy it was anniversary! In the midst of
1: the George Floyd protests, yes. yes, and we were gathering in community with other yoga teachers to talk about like what can we do? What is our part to play? Rather than like sitting there festering, like trying to figure out what what we could do and so we decided to take action and we took action together and mm-hmm. um, created with some other folks too um, these yoga in the park fundraiser events. We brought um, yoga teacher who are BIPOC yoga teachers in the community to teach. We paid them and they got to choose um, the uh, fundraiser or the, the nonprofit, the nonprofit yeah. that we donated to um, and that felt really good to be of service in that way
0: um and i guess yeah also find like-minded people i'll kind of answer my own question and say like i was new to town when that happened and just like looking around at what's going on and the current events and just you can like think globally but like what's happening around you in your community and getting involved and finding people that also want to get involved i think there are always going to be people that want to work together because that's how we that's how we're programmed it's like in our dna to to come together and to to take action so Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i think sometimes when people say like wow you it's amazing to see like how you've grown through music in the past years um and i think people can get overwhelmed by like how big it feels to get to a certain point if you're looking too far in the future yeah but so i would say just like committing to whatever that thing is that you want to do and practicing that thing music or whatever whatever you're working on yeah
0: make it like daily step, by step make it daily keep it simple stay consistent
1: yeah yeah something
0: i shared in the boardwalk recently plugging into community and kind of listening to what it is or evolving into some of the things that you're passionate about comes down to creating a new habit and I think one of the most important things to remember with creating a new habit is to keep it simple, Mm -hmm. to make it daily and to stay consistent, something that you do also like pretty publicly too, with your music writing. And I I remember around the time I first met you, you were even, you even hosted like a creativity group for a
1: month on Instagram to just like show up and keep doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also it's key, I think not to shame yourself. If you don't show up, or if you need to take a break, because then that could just lead you to say like, oh, well, I I failed, so I can't do it anymore, rather than saying, okay, I took a day, or a week, or a month, or a year off, like, let's just get back into it, yeah." however long that is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Rest is important, sometimes taking a step away from the things that you're doing to get a different perspective as Very well. Very important.
1: Super, super important. If you're not living, you have nothing to write songs about.
0: I am. <laughs> Yeah, go go on some more walks. Yeah. So, so can so breathe with the trees and immerse yourself in nature. There's so much wisdom in in life. Yeah. Um, just looking up, looking Have down. Have some bad breakups. Just kidding. Bad avoid breakups. that if you can, but but I mean it did lead to some good <laughs> some good songs. Not yes. that we want to wish that on anyone. Right. The bad breakups or the abusive relationships, but I don't know. I I processed my my last relationship by writing a poetry book. And that was really helpful. And like I felt like a huge part of the grieving process.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think if it can help other people feel less alone who have had or are in similar experiences, um, then that is really powerful to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And now it's summer. Do you have any time to rest this summer? What's what's next? Where, what's, you know, uh, where's Blair on the move
1: to next? Um, I really need to pencil in some more rest time. <laughs> We're going to be honest. I'm doing a lot. But now I am free from the my teaching role. And I have a lot of shows this summer. I'm going on a five-week west coast tour with my friend and fellow singer songwriter Haley lynn who will also be releasing an album at the end of the summer the fall it's kind of like a like a album sandwich tour my albums at the front and then hers will be (laughs) at the end i love that um yeah so we're we have about 15 17 i don't remember shows (laughs) all the way up to bellingham and down to la and back um first tour for you First tour, yeah, first big tour, mm-hmm. so exciting. Yeah, I think Mark is gonna see you
0: somewhere. Yes, Mark, he told me because he just come told me to that area. yesterday.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yes, Aww. Um cool. So five week. When does the tour start? When does it kick off? Starts on July second, in yeah. Portland. Um, where- well, we're gonna be doing like a a north, mm. the north leg of it will be um, Seattle, Bothell, and Bellingham, and then we'll do the tour kickoff show. Um, in Portland, and then we'll be down to California. Nice. And that's,
0: is that the July 7th at Mississippi Studios?
1: hmm That's right.
0: If you're in Portland, come on out. Amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. We're going to miss you in Portland, though, but I'm so happy that you'll be
1: meeting new people and inspiring new people with, with your music. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think I noticed recently that it's interesting how different performing in different spaces and different shows can feel so different. Like when I played that full band album release show surrounded by a hundred people, most of them I know and love, um, or have seen me play a lot before I felt super safe and super comfortable. And then the next week I had a small show solo show in a room full of like 30 strangers. And it's funny how that can feel kind of more vulnerable because nobody knows who I am. And I'm almost like all these unassuming strangers. I'm about to just uh, sing my mad, sad, emotional songs mm-hmm. to them. Let's see if they're ready for it. Or not. <laughs> well, they did show up, so they're
0: they're in a way signing up for whatever That's true. Hits they're them. consenting they're adults. They're consenting, yes. It's they are true. consenting adults. Do you have any rituals before you before you go on stage? Has that become a thing for you?
1: I do. I always drank a giant mason jar of throat coat tea like we're drinking mm-hmm. right now with with honey and lemon mm-hmm. and that feels good to take care of my voice but it also just feels like a soothing ritual and i before a show i always like put on an outfit that i feel badass in and i look myself in the mirror and i definitely use affirmations to pump myself up if i need whatever it is in that day in that, moment that mm feels like I need, um, and I definitely take a selfie in the bathroom of yes. the menu and um, shake my ass in the bathroom.
0: <laughs> Got to get the twerks in. Got to <laughs> gotta
1: move. Got to move it out.
0: Um, speaking of <laughs> affirmations, I wanted to share a couple um, with, with the listeners here because they are very, they're very effective and powerful tools to use, especially for you and the way that you show up, for anybody in the way that we show up to remind ourselves to take up space, that there is Mm -hmm. space for all of us. Um, So wherever you are, if you're on a walk or if you're seated, just find a way to pause and to feel your feet on the ground. You might lengthen your spine. You might even go horizontal onto the earth, but take a moment to just feel, and it might, seem natural to feel. You might find some resistance to feeling, but again, just breathe and find a way to be with the body. And this mantra you might repeat to yourself after I read it out loud. It may not land with you today, but I appreciate you being here and listening regardless. I lovingly notice and embrace everything about myself and my process. And let's take a deep breath in and let it out. And I'm going to read that out loud one more time for all of us. I lovingly notice and embrace everything about myself and my process. And just take a moment again to consciously connect with the body. And I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you for being you. I want to thank you, Blair, from the bottom of my heart, for coming back for round tri- round two. Thank
1: you, Sunny. <laughs> I love you. Uh,
0: I love you. Um, yeah, make sure to follow Blair on all the things. Blair Borax. You'll find her. Or reach out to me if you can't,
1: but you yeah, will. Blair Art Thou <laughs> on Instagram.
0: Yes, Blair Art Thou. Um, thank you, Boardwalkers. And... Yeah. Thank you for having
1: me, Sunny. Yes. Love you. Let's keep walking. Keep walking. Let's go. Let's go.
0: (laughs) If you've gotten this far, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you for paying attention to this project. It means a lot to me, and it means a lot to the rest of the boardwalkers around the world. If you are interested in more, make sure to follow this podcast on Spotify or Apple. Give it a rating if you feel so inclined. And make sure to share it with somebody who could use a little extra motivation to get out and be their best selves. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore board underscored walk. Take care of yourselves.